How are our funds affected by the banking crisis? Should we let short-term events affect our long-term strategies? Is your portfolio diversified enough to weather the storms ahead? Perspective is key when making any and all planning decisions, especially long-term decisions. Hi, welcome back to another Money Not Math conversation. It is Friday, April 7th, and this is Money Not Math episode number 137. And as a reminder, this content is not legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult a qualified professional regarding your personal situation. So welcome back to another conversation today. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and hopefully this conversation brings you value. If it does, please take the time to comment, share with a friend, and like these comments or these posts because the more people who see it, the more people I can provide value to. And that's the why we're doing this in the first place. So hopefully these conversations, as always, will provide value to you and your retirement planning journey. And we, in today's conversation, like I said, we are talking about how are our funds affected by the banking crisis? And to do that, I'm going to start out by referencing an article um, from Morningstar.com written by Russell Kinnell. And I'll include the link on my post. So if you want to read the whole thing, you can. Uh, Russ says, it's been a stressful week. And this is dated March 16th. And this is about perspective, okay? We rewind back a few weeks and we found out the banks, the Silicon Valley Bank was collapsing and the world, and according to the news, the world was falling, the sky was falling, banks were going to go under. Oh my gosh, what's happening now, right? So fear tactics is basically what media does, right? Because they want to terrify you to sell ads. Let's put this in perspective, all right? This, is, this was written on March 16th by Russ. He says, it's been a stressful week on Wall Street as a run on Silicon Valley banks spurred big sell-offs in shares of firms considered to be vulnerable and milder declines in the broader financial sector. But at this point, it's really it's a really a ripple, not a way for fund investors. Through March 15th, the one-week loss of small value on average is about 8.1%. For mid-value, it's about 7.4%. And for the average small blend fund, it's about 7% loss. It's the lower left corner of the style box that's been hit hardest because that's where regional banks live. Over in large growth, which is almost completely devoid of bank stocks, the category is only down 2%. Bond funds are also an interesting story as flight to quality and fears of recession led to a rally in government bonds. Long government bond funds gained more than 4%, and even short-term government bonds, government funds gained nearly 2%. Fears of credit risk, though, dropped high-yield bond funds about 1%. There, and then he goes on to talk about some different specifics about funds. But for the most part, losses were pretty muted because not many funds held the troubled banks and even those that did hold the positions of less than 2% or only lost less than 2%, diversification and fund portfolio has really helped here because only a few names have blown up. So this is extremely important perspective. When Silicon Valley Bank failed, it seems and it feels and it sounds, if you listen to the news, like the sky is falling and like all banks are about to fail. What we have to understand is Silicon Valley Bank was only one bank. How many other banks across the country and even more the world didn't fail, right? If we were to go to class back when we were all going to school, if you got 99 out of 100, that's a fantastic score of an A. Nowadays, though, if one out of 100 companies fails and the media spins it hard enough, it feels like they're all failing, even though it's only a small, small, small sliver of the industry. All right. So it's extremely important to understand perspective, but also it's under, important to understand the importance of diversification. So if all of your retirement and all of your wealth is invested in one, two, three, or four or five companies, so a very small 
um, diversification or no diversification and that company fails or that's the one out of a hundred or one out of a million that fails, your wealth could be gone. Your retirement could be adversely affected. So it's extremely important to understand one perspective around the big picture of planning, but also two, the value of diversification and making sure your future isn't too dependent on one or two companies or too few of companies, right? So to give an example of, of kind of, of the perspective side of this, I'm going to share my screen for a second, just really easy uh, example here. We're looking at the SP 500. So if we go back to March 15th, when this article was written, the uh, SP 500 was at 3,891. Okay. So at that time, if you would have been reacting to the, if you would have been reacting to the news and get, and saying, I needed to sell my positions of SP 500 because this bank that has nothing to do with the SP 500 is failing, but the news is telling me times are really scary and the world's going to fail and the economy is going to crap. And oh my gosh, I got to sell everything. Well, is we'll see from March 15th to today, the market's actually up like 2% or the SP 500 is up like two to 3%. So if you would have gotten out, you were doing the exact opposite of what you should have been doing based on what ended up happening. And if you'll notice, there was a slight dip, but if you're investing diversified in a large portfolio, you really didn't feel much for pain as long as you ignored the media. All right, let's put this in a little bit bigger scope of perspective. Last six months, all right, the last six months, there's been a lot of negative news, a lot of negative news about, and a, a lot of reasons why you should run and hide and put your money under the mattress and just be terrified of the future of the market, of the economy, of our country. And yet, during these terrifying six months of negative news, the part, the SP 500 has actually been up 13%. Hmm, interesting. We're noticing a trend here. What the media wants you to feel and what the economy actually or and what the economy and or stock market's actually doing doesn't really align. Let's go year to date. So it's just this year, January to now of about 7%. In the last 12 months, all right, now we're down about 9%. But again, it's not that bad. Down, if you have a million dollars and your portfolio drops to 910,000, um, you're not gonna be like unable to retire, assuming you plan properly. It's not like it's down 40 or 50 or 60%. Even if it was, it's only one year, right? It's a short-term event. Now let's look at the last five years. In the last five years, with COVID being here, COVID lockdowns being here, right? We got two, if you're listening, you're not, you can't see this. I apologize. I'm highlighting a chart that shows when COVID hit in 2020 and the lockdowns happened, the market dropped significantly from SP 500 went from 33, 3,380 to 2,304 in about a month, right? And what, and that would have been the worst possible time to get out because if you got out, then you wouldn't have captured the remaining growth. In the last five years, the S&P 500 is up 54%. A mathematical example, if five years ago, you had $500,000 in the S&P 500, today it would be worth about $773,000. Now that doesn't include fees and things like that. But the point is, it's extremely to understand long-term perspective when it comes to your long-term goals rather than overreacting to short-term events and short-term information and short-term fear tactics.